Welcome to the GUT Podcast, on the guideline, the first International Rome Consensus Conference on Gut Microbiota and Fecal Microbiota Transplantation and Inflammatory Bowel Disease, published in paper copy in GUT in September 2023. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Digital and Education Editor of GUT an honorary consultant gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital, Liverpool, United Kingdom. And I extend a very warm welcome to Professor Lepertuso from the Department of Medicine and Aging Sciences, University of Chieti, Pescara, Chieti, Italy. Professor Lepertuso is the first author in this excellent guideline. Professor, thank you so much for joining me today to do this podcast, especially as you've just come back from holiday as well. And congratulations to you and your co-authors on your excellent guideline. Firstly, could I ask you to explain the background to your guideline and why researching this area is important? Yes, so first of all, thank you very much for hosting me here to present this um, paper that we just published. So as you know, gut microbiota in the recent years has been involved so much in the research in IBD and gut microbiota has an established role in the pathogenesis of inflammatory bowel diseases, but also it has an established role in driving the response to therapies. In IBD, in the last years, we have experienced an incredible increase of therapeutical tools that are now available for caring for the care of our, of our patients. At the same time, gut microbiota has been involved as a predictive factor for IBD, for IBD pathogenesis, and, and so on. All this science be behind gut microbiota and the IBD has driven also in the recent years the possibility to use and to modulate gut microbiota for achieving a therapeutical response in IBD. Indeed, in the last years, um, several randomized control trials have been um, uh, published in IBD and specifically on the use of fecal microbiota transplantation in IBD. So fecal microbiota transplantation is a therapeutical tool that is able to modulate gut microbiota, but at the same time, also all the um, actors that are involved with gut microbiota in driving the inflammatory responses in IBD. The problem is that uh, uh, beside the data of uh, FMT, of the trials coming from the use of FMT in IBD, and the data are really promising, still FMT cannot be used in, uh, in our practice in IBD. Uh, this is due to several problems. Um, first of all, the, thera- the, the protocols that are very heterogeneous uh, between um, the uh, different randomized control trials. Also, the rate of responses uh, um, um, are not always consistent. So there are many problems around this world that is very promising, but still is far from its use in, in the clinical practice. So we decided, based on this background, to have an international consensus conference to improve and to achieve our therapeutical goal, that is the use of FMT in IBD, beside the available therapeutical 
uh, approaches that are already uh, um, in the market. Thank you. It's a really, really exciting area. So what are the new consensus points your guideline has highlighted? Yes, so um, coming from analyzing the data of the randomized controls trials, uh, as I said, um, 25 uh, international IBD experts uh, have decided to join together and try to go in deeply inside to these uh, randomized controls trials and to all the data that uh, are published, that be, have been published so far on this topic. And um, at the end of this consensus that uh, um, was uh, um, constructed, was uh, exerted uh, through a Delphi process and then several meetings with a final meeting in Rome last year in July, we came with definitive um, recommendations and statements that uh, tried to um, uh, focus more on the use of IBD, of FMT in IBD, and specifically of FMT in ulcerative colitis, in Crohn's diseases, and in um, pouchitis. On the base of the data, of the available data, um, we, re we stated that uh, FMT is really, really promising, is a really promising tool for um, the therapeutic approach in ulcerative colitis. And uh, um, there are many um, unmet needs in this field, but FMT can, can be used in ulcerative colitis at, at this point, at this stage, only as a research clinical approach, but we hope in the future as a, a real clinical therapeutical approach in IBD. On the other side, Crohn's disease and pouchitis have not so promising data, at least so far. So um, we are still very far from the um, use of FMT in Crohn's disease and pouchitis, but, the, but these guidelines uh, can represent a starting point for new uh, analysis, for, for new researches in Crohn's disease, in pouchitis, and also in ulcerative colitis. Thank you. I, I did see that actually looked more promising in ulcerative colitis. So how might your guideline impact on um, clinical practice in the foreseeable future? I know that you've partly touched on that already. Yes, so um, we think that uh, FMT can be an add-on therapy to um, in ulcerative colitis patients to the available uh, biological therapies. As you know, IBD is a very complex disease, is um, uh, established on um, chronic inflammation driven by multiple factors, and gut microbiota is one of these factors. FMT, with its ability to modulate gut microbiota, can uh, um, help patients in achieving mucosal healing, in achieving, in achieving clinical remission and endoscopic and histological remission. In the future, we think that uh, starting from these guidelines, we will have uh, more data coming from new randomized control trials in this field that can help to provide the ideal setting for the using of FMT in, in IBD. And specifically, we aim to find the ideal patient 
the ideal methodology for infusing feces into the patients. You know, we can use colonoscopy, we can use gastroscopy and enema. So there are many therapeutical tools that we can use. And also these guidelines can change in the future our way of identifying the ideal donor for the fecal transplantation. So ideal patients, ideal donors, ideal therapeutical tool and approach in order to finally have FMT as an add-on therapy to the available um, therapeutical drugs that are really useful and have been very useful in changing the history of uh, these terrible and chronic debilitating diseases. Thank you. There's certainly a lot of work to be done, which leads really into my next question about how this guideline might impact on research priorities in the foreseeable future. I know you partly touched upon this again. Yes, so um, this is a, a, an incredible field of research. Of course, there are many um, there are many factors that uh, needs to be addressed in this field, and so the clinical part is obviously uh, touching the research activities in uh, in this field. Um, for sure, we we will need to define how FMT can can be used in uh, in these patients. How FMT can um, increase its rate of response in IBD patients. And this, this can be done by studying patients. So we need to identify the ideal patients, but also identify the ideal strategy to achieve a, an incredible, a good, a good engraftment um, between the fecal max transplanted by in the patient and the microbiota, the available microbiota in the in the UC patients. So the engraftment and how to achieve the engraftment in these patients is one of the research priorities in this field. And then, of course, we will need to define um, how FMT should be performed in our patients. The, the strategies that have been used so far as I said, are very heterogeneous. Now there is another research priority is to find how many times we will need to perform FMT and for how long to achieve a clinical response, an endoscopic response, but also to maintain this response in the, in, um, in the future. Um, another point, another research priority is to um, uh, understand what are what is the um, the ideal fecal mass to be transplanted. There are many bacteria, but not only bacteria that be, have been correlated to an anti-inflammatory um, uh, activity in the intestine of uh, IBD patients. So um, next, uh, next steps in this field will be to um, identify what, which is the ideal mass, which, which, what are the ideal bacteria that needs to be transplanted into the patients and what are the are, um, great and uh, most suitable therapeutical strategies to increase the engraftment and so at the end to increase the response 
to these to these therapies. And I can say that we already started um, uh, to um, um, achieve this uh, response, to obtain these responses, and to achieve these priorities. So after um, this consensus, this consensus conference uh, of last year, we already met met again all together, all the international experts in IBD and gut microbiota. Actually, our group is uh, uh, also larger compared to uh, to the, the last year, to the, the group that you see, you can see in the publication in GAT. And we already started to design uh, ideal um, FMT trials uh, to be conducted all over the world in order to achieve these priorities, uh, starting from our statements, starting from the, our recommendations that you can find in the GAT publication. Thank you. It's certainly very exciting uh, times ahead and I can see you're doing lots of good work. So thank you, Professor Lepetusu, for doing this podcast today. And congratulations once again on your fantastic guideline being published in in GUT. Uh, Congratulations to you and your co-authors. To our listeners, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, podcast today. If you'd like to read the guideline, do click on the link which is underneath this podcast. And of course, please do join us again in the future for more gut podcasts. Thank you very much for listening.